everyone. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Jillian. Yay! Hello. <laughs> and we are the hosts of the OK Drama <laughs> Podcast. Where two friends recap and break down K-dramas one episode at a time. Jill's back, everyone. I'm back. I did not die. No. Like Alex suggested. <laughs> she did not. Um, I did hear both of the episodes. Oh, good. Yeah. I enjoyed most of it. Except for the times when my name got brought up and David was like, who needs her? And Alex was like, she's dead. Yeah. So Dumb untrue. comments. So untrue. Whatever. They were mostly funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like in the second episode, like, I should be taking notes of things that, like, I want to respond to. Uh-huh. Because I had already seen those episodes. Well, I saw, like, the first two episodes uh-huh. from the first one that you guys did. Uh-huh. Um, and I already knew stuff. And then I had to wait to watch the other two when I got back from my trip and then listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was thinking, like, I should have written down, like, responses of things that y'all talked about that mm-hmm. I found interesting or funny. But I was already on episode two with mm-hmm. you guys, and I was like, oh, I don't want to listen again yeah. for two hours. That'd be, I know, they were so long. <laughs> they really were. <laughs> I was like, these boys have a lot to say. <laughs> I'm glad that they took it seriously yes and were insightful but i'm like they they really came at us with the theories yeah i told andrew like wow this episode's two hours long and he's like alex probably talking about cars and in fact he did talk about cars (laughs) yeah (laughs) he wasn't wrong um yeah so let's get like a quick rundown of your thoughts from the episodes um what were they? So I guess three and four and five and six. Yeah. A lot happened. Yeah. I'm already trying to think of like what happened in those two because I just recently finished the most recent episode Seven and eight. on. Yeah. yeah. So I've been just like stupid busy. Uh-huh. But um, a lot happened. Oh my God. I know. There were so many moments just like, what? 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 Yeah. And we're going to get into it this episode mm-hmm. but just Manuel's backstory mm-hmm, is just mm-hmm. becoming so fleshed out yes there were moments it's in those crazy. last four episodes where I was just like I really want to know what her deal is and what's what these stories are all meaning yeah it's almost like two dramas in one mm-hmm. and, and it's really well done and there was a point in the episode you did with the guys where mm-hmm. y'all had a conversation like is that the same girl mm-hmm. talking about um Mira mm-hmm. and her like background princess or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and I was. I thought it was the same girl too, and I told mm-hmm. Andrew like, Is it, was that the same girl? He's like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I was like, initially, I thought like that's the same person, but then I couldn't really tell because the styling is yes. so different, mm-hmm. and like obviously her hair and makeup or whatever. Yeah, and obviously clothes. But then I was like, well, if we are to believe these other characters have been reincarnated mm-hmm. and they all have different bodies, like, yeah. why is her body the same? Yeah. So then that maybe leads me to believe that Chan Song isn't somebody else reincarnated from... Yeah. I don't know. It's it's confusing how the idea of reincarnation works mm-hmm. across all of these, like, Korean shows and just like whatever media mm-hmm. because in some of them they come back in the same body hmm, looking okay. the same like in Goblin but just like like is it like decades later yeah like or? in Goblin um we are to believe I forget how much time has passed but basically like 
spoilers for Goblin. Big old spoilers for Goblin. Uh, yeah, basically everyone comes back reincarnated in their same body. Okay. And their personalities aren't necessarily the same. Like, uh-huh. They just look the same. They just look the same. And I mean, they have the same tendencies, mm-hmm. but for example, in Goblin... Like, one guy was originally a prince, and then he turned into a Grim Reaper, and then he got reincarnated as a cop. Hmm. And so he's always, I guess, kind of like an authority figure, Yeah. but, you know, like, it's just, just like different. subtle changes. Yeah. And then in some things, it's like, oh, he, he was reincarnated with a new face. And I'm like, so when do you get reincarnated with a new face, and when do you get to keep your body? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Just whenever it's convenient yeah, for the writers. Yeah, I guess. Interesting. So. Um, also, I know in the past you've talked about Goblin, like, mm-hmm. it being weird. I've never seen it, but something about the main guy mm-hmm. technically being a lot older than the girl. Mm-hmm. And then Alex brought up about the guy in this show, the bellboy, mm-hmm. and the girl that's in school. Mm-hmm. But also then it's... Um, Fucking, what's your face? Manuel. Manuel. And Gucci Song. Yeah. Because she's like... A thousand. A thousand years old. <laughs> a thousand twenty-five. <laughs> How old she it's was. It's really interesting. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is one of those things. And I think in Goblin, it's even more um, noticeable mm-hmm. because the actor that plays the Goblin is also significantly older than the actress. Okay. Than the female lead. Mm-hmm. So the female lead plays a girl who's 19, and I think when she was in the show, she was in her mid-20s. Okay. And the guy who plays the goblin, I think is supposed to be in his, like, early to mid-30s, and he's, like, in his late 30s. Okay. So he's, like, over 10 years older than her in real life, and he, like, looks it. Like, she looks young, Mm -hmm. and and he doesn't look ancient or anything. Like, he looks good, but... He looks just aged. Yeah, he looks looks like, you know, a middle-aged man. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, a good-looking middle-aged man, but still, like, at least with the bellboy, like, he looks yeah young, and the girl looks young, and, like, Gu Song and Manuel They look, look the same age. Yeah, they look like they're both in their mid-20s. Uh-huh. But, yeah, it, it is weird to think about, like, are we going age, like, how many years you've just been on the planet, or, like, uh-huh. your personality and, like, your state of mind, like, if you're just frozen in the state of mind of a... 25-year-old, like, a lot of things to think about. It's very confusing. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Should we just jump into this? Yeah, and then if you think of anything... Yeah, okay. Feel free. Okay. Um, Do you want to start? Sure. Okay. Okay, episode seven. Episode seven starts with the princess. I don't know if she's actually a princess, because I hear princess slash noblewoman, Mm -hmm. so for the purposes of this podcast, we're going to call her a princess. Okay, so the princess um, is meeting with the captain, Chung Myung, I think is his name. But then something catches his eye. It's Manuel. What? Mm-hmm. He goes up to her and asks if she came by to see him. So, like, he leaves the princess. Yeah. This is not in front of the princess. <laughs> uh, and she scoffs and says that she's there to steal, and it's a good night because the one who's watching is careless. He teases her and takes her wine bottle. She tells him to go back to the princess, and he 
tells her that he's taking the bottle and that she's a thief and to be careful since she already stole what she came for and he tells her he'll pay her back next time. So basically, like, he's kind of flirting with her mm-hmm. and giving her a hard time. Yeah. Because, like, obviously she came to see him and then she got embarrassed when she saw him with the princess. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> like, again, we're going to get into this later, but, like... Up until what happens later, mm-hmm. I was, like, so on this guy's team. I'm, like, he's kind of, like, a cocky flirt, mm-hmm. which can kind of, like, be a little bit annoying, but he's very charming. Yeah. And he's cute. Mm-hmm. And so during this scene, I was, like, oh, those two. <laughs> but. <laughs> How quickly it all changes. I know. God. Uh. Okay. So uh, then we cut back to the present day, and Manuel is sitting under her tree, looking fabulous mm-hmm. as always she sees a flower about to bloom and she thinks how smug chen song will be when he sees the progress then we cut to the bathroom from the end of episode six mm-hmm. we remember there's a perv Jesus. in a fucking public bathroom guys so gross. So yeah. Gross, yeah uh the perv is looking at the video and the vengeful ghost grabs him from the video and kills him i said she's a scary bitch <laughs> because at the end of episode six we just see her grab him and yeah. then him being all like dead <laughs> got the pink eyes yes and his <laughs> eyes are open uh-huh. and i know y'all asked like did they die or uh-huh. the fuck? Uh-huh. But yeah, we find out now that yeah, they did. did. Fact um, but when we mm-hmm. cut to her in this episode, she's like hovering from the ceiling. Yeah. That's scary. On a lot of these episodes when I'd watch with Andrew, I'd look uh-huh. at him and he'd give me this face. He'd be like... Not impressed? No. <laughs> his face. Total not impressed face. Just... I... Um. Okay, Andrew. And also, I told Andrew that I think the four of us need to start watching again together mm-hmm. because he gets so sleepy watching these shows and he just, he can't get through them. That's crazy. He cannot get through them. And I'm just like, I I want to watch with you, uh-huh. but I can't if you're going to sleep because he was like, I don't even remember what happened. <laughs> I'm like, I... I, you have a podcast to listen to. We, we need to refer him to Drama Beans. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah, he should listen to the podcast, help our numbers. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy because, I mean, you heard on the podcast, mm-hmm. but like, Andrew, or not Andrew, Alex and David are like very into this show now. Yeah, Andrew, like he likes it uh-huh. and he's enjoying it, but he just can't keep up with it for whatever reason. It's interesting. I think he'd rather be playing video games, honestly. Yeah, probably. I think, well, Alex and I have also started watching Dragon Ball Z. Mm. Um, Like, I've seen it, but he wants me to watch, like, from the beginning and get the full story. Mm-hmm. And so it, we're kind of doing, like, a trade-off. Mm. Like, he watches the episodes. One, I think he also wants to be, mm-hmm. he wants to keep up with the story because I think he likes his drama. But it's also like, okay, well, I'll watch Dragon Ball with him, and then he watches mm-hmm. these with me. So Yeah, I think just these episodes, I get, I mean, K-dramas in general, they're just so long. Yeah, they are long. And it's like, it's an event to watch an episode, honestly. Mm-hmm. And you have to actually be watching, because mm-hmm. you're reading fucking subtitles, because we don't know Korean in this house. And so, <laughs> we don't know Korean in our house. <laughs> we, have to, we have to watch and be reading the subtitles. You mm-hmm. can't, like, be on your phone playing a game. You can't be doing other things yeah. while you're watching, because you're going to miss shit. 
you have to be like completely invested and ready to go. And you can't watch late at night either because you're going to fall asleep. Yeah, that is something. And it's maybe like a good exercise of like unplugging mm-hmm. and being fully present Yeah, <laughs> for a experience, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, like sometimes uh, I'll kind of like look away, like mm-hmm. I'll get a text and I'll read it or whatever. And I'm like... But my Korean has gotten better, so I do kind of, like, understand uh-huh. some stuff. But if someone's, like, going off, I'm like, I need to I need to read. But it's funny because sometimes I think I've just gotten so used to reading subtitles that I almost don't notice them anymore. Like, mm-hmm. my brain just, like, takes them in. Yeah. And I'm like, I think I'm, like, understanding Korean. And then when if something doesn't have subtitles, I'm like... I don't know Korean. Nope. <laughs> It's weird how the brain works. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, yeah. So, we're in the public bathroom. Yeah. This guy is dead with pink eye. Um, Yuna sees the man being carried out on a stretcher, and she recognizes him from Subway, and she remembers all of the bad vibes that she got from him. Mm -hmm. She goes back into the bathroom, and she finds his phone and wonders if it's possessed, because, again, she kind of feels... Some weird stuff coming from the phone. Uh, in the bathroom, she encounters what this outline... Oh, also, just full disclosure, I realized there's a website called Drama Beans that also does full recaps just typed out. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, like, checked my notes with Drama Beans. So Drama Beans calls this version of Mago Dark Mago. She kind of seems like the hard-ass yeah, version. I can see that. Um, so, do do do. She encounters Dark Mago. Uh, this version of Mago knows that she is a ghost, Yuna, um, inhabiting a shell, and begins to strangle her, so the ghost will have to leave. When that happened, Alex and I were like, the fuck? Like, yeah, it just was, happens so I was suddenly. like, oh no, no. Yeah. Poor girl. Yeah, and then her head, like, starts shaking, and she kind of, like, is flashing between. She's, like, losing. Yeah, flashing between, like, her and Yuna's mm-hmm. body, and then I forget her actual name, but, like, you can kind of see flashes of her old body, mm-hmm. and it's not looking good. No. But then the Reaper slash death slash guardian guy shows up, and he saves her. He explains to the Dark Mago that Yuna isn't a vengeful spirit, but that Manuel let Su Jung's spirit, I guess that's her name, Su Jung's spirit live in Yuna's body. Yes. This is all correct. Mm-hmm. The Reaper and the Dark Mago talk about the scary ghost who's been killing people. This already, it's happened twice already, I believe. Reaper tells her another Mago sent, has sent him to bring the ghost back to the hotel so she can still go to the afterlife. But the Dark Mago is like, the fuck yeah like she's a shitty spirit she needs to be taken care of and Mm -hmm. she basically needs to be dust at this point Mm -hmm. um and then they talk about manuel and this mongo thinks that manuel 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 i think it's like manuel but we just have been saying manuel (laughs) the korean accent just generally fades away and i'm like manuel (laughs) manuel 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 is an evil spirit and doesn't like the idea of a resting place on the way to the afterlife. She thinks that Manuel will eventually hurt humans again and be sent on as an evil spirit. Mm. I know. I don't like that version of Mago. She's 
not nice. No. But I mean, I she guess just, not everybody can be nice. Yeah, I think she's just kind of over it and maybe has seen some shit. Yeah. And, and I, dealt with some shit. It is, like, kind of a classic, like, good cop, bad cop. Mm-hmm. Like, because if there weren't, I guess in that world, if there wasn't, like, a deity like her, like, people would just be, like, running fucking yeah, wild. But, uh-huh. yeah, it's Maybe a bummer. Wilding out. <laughs> like they're supposed to. <laughs> like they're supposed to. <laughs> Back at the hotel, um, Chan Seong, Chan Seong mm-hmm. welcomes a new guest who is a backpacker. He has been looking for his wife, but he finds her at the hotel with a new man. Cute Jerry Springer. I So oh fast. They start fighting and the husband shoves Chan Seong out of the way. And like before all that happens, he's like upset because it's a younger guy. And she's uh-huh. like, he's actually older than us. I think that's what she says, right? Yeah. Because technically he died way before them. What happened is the guy was her first love, and they dated when they were young, but he died when they were young. Mm -hmm. And so the ghost version of him is him when he died. Yeah, so it looks like him from the 80s or late 70s Uh or something. Yeah. Jesus. So funny. I told Andrew, like, they they show up again later on Uh for a couple of seconds here and there. And I told Andrew, I feel like both of those guys are gay. I don't know why. They the both, husband and the, the, the husband old, and, and old the lover. Old lover. They both gave off like a vibe to me, and especially the younger one. Because mm-hmm. he kept kind of like when I, yeah. When I told Andrew that, up. he was like, um, "Oh God, I can't do the impression." But it's like the impression of um, the fuck is that guy's name? George Takai. Oh. When he's when he always like he always like hums. Uh huh. Hmm. It's like that sort of thing. Yeah. Andrew did that, and mm-hmm. it was just like perfect. And I could picture this guy doing that as well. Yeah, I can definitely see the um, the old lover slash young man. It was also like his whole like face, like he he was very manicured, which mm-hmm. I guess I mean obviously isn't a telling if someone is gay or not, right? But he gave me a vibe. Yeah, and I mean. Yeah, I I definitely see the old lover more than the husband. But after you said that, I was like, okay. Like <laughs> about the husband. I got like, it about both. Just like their whole mannerisms, and I was uh-huh. like, them two should just leave her and date. Yeah, and, and then that would be a story. Y- and you know what? She was kind of mean about everything. Mm-hmm. Like she wasn't gracious about it. She wasn't like hey, I'm sorry, you know, I enjoyed our time together, mm-hmm. but, like, this guy has, like, always been in my heart, and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. She's, like, real snooty about it. Yeah, she was like, I only fucking married you because this guy died, and whatever. Like, we're dead now, and we can finally be together, so bye. Deuces. Like, so mean. Yeah, so, in fan fiction, mm-hmm. for me at least, those two leave her, and they start dating. Sounds good to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they go like backpacking. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're matching backpacks. Yes, a couple's uh, backpacking outfit. Yes, absolutely. Um, but anyway, so yeah, as they start fighting, the husband shoves Chen Song out of the way as he's trying to stop it. Then mm-hmm. Wall steps in and defuses the situation by taking things too far. And instead uses reverse psychology on them. And she kind of gives them both weapons and is just like, okay, kill each other. Yeah. To the husband and the wife. Yeah, she gives them like a meat cleaver and like a hatchet. Yeah, and she's like, 
in the afterlife, like, you're already dead, so you just kill each other as much as you want. Mm-hmm. Get it out of your system. And they kind of just stare at each other, and they don't know what to do. And they slowly just put down the weapons. Mm-hmm. And just kind of look around the room like, that's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. And then I love how uh, Hyunjoon comes in with uh-huh. that boy and he's just like, ooh. And he uh-huh. picks up, picks up the weapons. walks out of there. <laughs> he picks up, yeah, the weapons and is like, bye. Miss <laughs> um, Choi and bartender Kim talk about the new guests. She del- delivers Bing Su to the wife. Mm-hmm. And the bartender consoles the backpacker who has no one else he loves. Except maybe that new boyfriend. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Like, we kind of discussed it when we went through the episode with the the bride. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm like, there were a lot of people in that hotel. Like, maybe you could find somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they should have some, like, little mixers or something. Yeah, just every so often throw a little mixer party uh-huh. for the lonely souls. Yeah. And then maybe when they're happy, they'll be cool to leave the afterlife. Yeah. Like, go where the fuck they need to go. I think you and I should open mm-hmm. a hotel for, mm-hmm. for dead people. For the lost souls. Mm-hmm. Totally into it. Um, Chan Song and Hyung Jung talk about the fight in his office. Hyun Jung tells him it could have been dangerous since Chan Song was hit the powerful with the powerful resentment of a ghost. But he was lucky that Manuel was there because she was looking out for him. Hyun Jung recommends that he sprinkle salt to make sure all of the evil vibes are gone. And that's the thing many people say mm-hmm. about salt. And yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, I don't know. All the sodium just sucks everything. <laughs> It makes, it makes everything evil dry as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like shriveled up. Uh, blah, blah. Oh, so Chan Song is going through the mail and he finds a magazine looking thing with pics of the ocean and he thinks back to his beach day with Manuel. Then he realizes that it's a catalog for yachts. <laughs> Classic Manuel. Mm-hmm. He storms into her office slash room thing and she's painting her nails and she gives him a hard time for getting hit by a ghost (laughs) i love them together Mm -hmm. honestly like i love their back and forth i love their connection Mm -hmm. they're great so uh she's kind of like why'd you get hit by that ghost you need to be careful blah 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 then he gets after her for wanting a yacht They argue about her want slash need for a yacht, like, what she's going to do with it. He's like, you can't go anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I'd like to use it for fishing. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> I could not see her fishing. A yacht. Yeah, one, yeah. She sh- she's not the fisherman type. No. Two, you, you don't need fish. a yacht <laughs> for fishing. A yacht is for, like, being super extravagant and, like, Luxurious. laying out and being extra. Mm-hmm. Which is her. Yeah. Um. So... He's like, okay, if you want to go fishing, I'll take you to a lake so we don't have to buy a yacht. He's like, I'll take you. We'll get some food. It'll be great. So he leaves and she picks out a new nail polish that would go better with their trip to Wolmi, which I don't know. I love how extra she is about everything. She's like, no, blue doesn't match mm-hmm. the, like, whatever, their outing. So she needs to pick something. What did she say? Like, that pops. Must be nice. I know. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I know. Must be nice to have all this dead money. Well, she doesn't dead have a lot of money. Not anymore, no. no. She's blown through all that. But she has a lot of time on her hands. Mm-hmm. And she already has a lot of stuff, though. Mm-hmm. That is like, true. She has a lot of stuff at her disposal. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, Chansung goes home and starts sprinkling salt on himself <laughs> to get rid of the bad, vibe, bad vibes. Sanchez asks what he's doing, and Chansung explains it's to get rid of the bad energy. Uh, Sanchez asks if it's because of Mira. Again, his ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So they talk about some of the bad shit that she's done. And I was like, she's a terrible person. Like, why do they still even talk to her? Yeah, she seems really shitty. Like, they talk about how she stole Chan Song's credit card. How she basically, like, not blackmailed, but lied to Chan Song about needing money, mm-hmm. maybe. And then, like, never paid him back. And I don't know. I'm just like, why are you entertaining this lady? Like, Sanchez seems cool with her. Weirdly enough. I know. Like, but he doesn't seem to have any problem. Probably because he has a lot of money, and he's like, I don't care. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know, it's just dumb. Like, just get rid of her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Mira. They talk about some of the bad shit she's done, and Sanchez starts helping uh, Chen Song with the salt, and is just like, intensely shaking it at him. So, uh, then we learn that Sanchez has been helping Manuel with the yacht purchase. Sanchez has been helping or has been planning on introducing Manuel to people in his yacht club and other various rich people clubs so he can set her up with other rich dudes. And Why? He, I, I don't know. I don't think she ever asked for that, Sanchez. No, but I think Sanchez is like, whatever, this is what rich people do. And mm-hmm. she's obviously rich because she's a CEO. Mm-hmm. And like, we need to be in the same club. And I guess he kind of likes her. Like, mm-hmm. he thinks that she's interesting. So. But yeah, weird. Chansong gets really annoyed by all of this and jealous, and Sanchez kind of calls him out mm-hmm. on it. So Yuna's back at school, but her neck is still bruised and burned from the Dark Mago. As she sits in art class, a couple of scary ghosts show up and try to take possession of the body Wee. since they sense that she is weak now. I know. Yuna struggles to get away from them and causes a scene in the classroom. Because, obviously, no one else can see the ghosts. Mm -hmm. But they're, like, really going after Mm her. Um, Doop, doop. So, yeah, she struggles to get away from them. And she eventually locks herself in a cupboard slash closet thing. But then, Hyung Jun comes to the classroom in visible form and coaxes Yuna. In a visible. Yeah, not... So so confusing. Not invisible. (laughs) He is visible to the humans. Yes. Um, and coaxes Yuna out of the closet, and he takes her to the nurse's office, and he sees her scar. Ugh. I know. Back at the hotel, Manuel asks the Reaper if it was the fourth dark mago who hurt her intern. The Reaper tells her they aren't in numbers, but are different faces of the same deity slash plan. Manuel complains how confusing they are, and the Reaper tells her that the dark mago just wanted the vengeful ghost, but one of the other Magos wanted him to bring the ghost back to the hotel. Manuel notes that she is in a similar situation with the different versions of Mago wanting different plans for her, and she wonders who is stronger. Because obviously that other one said that she's going to become like an evil spirit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the other one is thinking other things. Yeah. So it is very interesting if they're in fact the same deity yeah it's like the one who's always with her in chanson mm-hmm. obviously has like a big plan for how chanson can help her to the yeah. afterlife and this the dark one is like lost cause yeah lost cause lost cause like just let me get my hands on uh-huh. her it's kind of scary yeah 
Um, the Reaper tells her they are all united in the same end goal, which I guess is getting her out of Earth. Yeah, moving some on. Way. Yeah, in some way. The staff looks at the phone, Yuna recovered, and Manuel decides they need to lure the ghost with human bait. Chen Song joins them, and he immediately refuses to watch the video like the good guy he is. Mm-hmm. Manuel gives him a sarcastic slow clap to celebrate his integrity, but explains he needs to watch the video to catch the ghost. I love how the other ghosts join in in the slow clap. They're like, do we do it? Uh-huh. <laughs> I love how, like, kind of afraid they are of her, yes. so they just kind of, like, go along with whatever she does. They just watch her and are just like, okay, we can do this. Mm-hmm. Or no, we cannot. Yeah. I also like when they nudge each other, like, wait, don't say anything. Yeah. Because it's going to fuck up Chen Song. <laughs> Which is probably shitty because he's really nice and helpful. Uh-huh. And I wonder if they feel any sort of way about that. Like, I'm an asshole. Like, he's so nice. Yeah, I think uh, Miss Choi starts to. But the whole, the, the thing that frustrates me about this particular storyline with this vengeful mm-hmm. ghost is that it is totally the bartender and Miss Choi's fault. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of Manuel's fault, too, because she didn't, like, stop them. Mm-hmm. But I put most of the blame on them. Yeah. Because also they were like, oh, she left. And they didn't tell anybody. So they could have, like, tried to find her Yeah, they could have, like, earlier. let the Reaper know or something. Or, like, or, like told Manuel. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. But, like... Uh, I, I guess she didn't know either, though. That's weird. I thought she did know. I think, well, I think she knew maybe she got, I guess she did know technically, but maybe she had other stuff uh-huh. on her mind. But like, also Manuel is like notoriously doesn't give a shit about anything. Yeah, nobody seemed to care until humans were actually dying. Yeah. And then it was an actual problem mm-hmm. for them. Chen Song eventually opens the video, but it turns out to be an empty room. Manuel pops up and says it was actually a sex tape, but something the vengeful... It wasn't, sorry. It wasn't actually a sex tape, but something the vengeful spirit made with her anger. She starts thinking that the spirit may be targeting specific people. And at that point, she's like in the video, which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. She's in the room and they're watching her. Yeah. Um, We then cut to another creep, who's a dad, of course. Um, I said SMH. (laughs) Because... Shaking my head for those of you that do not know. S M D H. Shaking my damn head. Uh-huh. Yeah, is that one? Yeah. I think so, yeah. I was just like, of course. It's this like fucking creep who has like a beautiful wife mm-hmm. and child, and his wife is like working fucking hard. And it's like while the wife is home yeah. and making dinner, and like while the kid is awake, you're just gonna be like, oh, excuse me, I need to go do something. Yeah, it's quick. insane. Like, fucking creep. I'm, I'm done with these guys. Like, uh, just let her. I don't care. Yeah, so he, like, excuses himself. He takes his food that his wife made to his office and opens the video. I'm like, are you going to eat and bone? He's like, what? Are you going to do them both? Oh, fucking soup, like, too. gross. <laughs> well, anyway, he opens the video. The ghost ends up drowning him in his soup. And his wife and baby find him dead. And she, like, shields the baby. And I think the baby screams or something. Yeah. Pretty crazy. I know. Like, yeah, with all these things, one, okay, the first guy, he was at work. Mm-hmm. 
And we talked about it. Yes, like, that made me laugh. <laughs> the quickest way to get a virus. <laughs> it's one of those, click this link. Uh-huh. Or like when you get a message from someone, those, they're like memes that go around and it's like an Instagram message and it's a girl saying something and someone's just like, just send me the virus. <laughs> and she like sends a link. <laughs> um, yeah, so these dudes are like opening these links in the most inappropriate situations like absolutely the first guy being at work the second guy being in a public bathroom and the third guy being at home so that's better but again in like broad daylight with his fucking wife who just made him food like maybe just wait until they're not home like if you have that sort of sort of need and desire i yeah. guess like just wait yeah, and, like, I don't know if we are meant to assume that they are still watching these, like, illegal mm-hmm. uh, surveillance-type porn videos, but still, like, yeah, you shouldn't be dabbling in illegal porn, anybody. Like, uh-huh. that is just not good. It's not okay. But, yeah, to, if you need to indulge, do it when it's appropriate. Yes. Like, eat fucking dinner with your family guy. <laughs> How about that? He maybe be alive right now. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I mean, who am I to say, but... That's Probably. Just, that's just what I think. <laughs> um, doop, doop, doop. So, dead guy. Chan Song meets with the ghost's sister, the vengeful spirit, to figure out who might be next on the list. The sister tells him that it's been five years since the incident, but the video is still online. Chan Song asks if the people who published the video were punished, but the sister tells him they, they merely paid small fines, but the sister was bullied daily. So, like, at this point, I think it's still kind of unclear what mm-hmm. the video was. Like, everything is a little vague, but I think we can assume, since she's uh, haunting porn, yeah. that it was some sort of, like, revenge porn slash, mm-hmm. yeah, like we said, uh, surveillance type stuff. Um, so, and not only that, but the guy who filmed it and, like, was the main, I guess, proprietor Mm -hmm. of the video, um, sold the video, and now he owns a video sharing company and is making tons of money, and she hopes her sister is resting peacefully, which is, like, really sad because... Yes, sorry to say. Obviously, she's not, and Chen Song is like, I hope she is, too. (laughs) That poor woman. Um... So, Manuel joins Chan Song outside of the rich creep's office, and they watch the CEO get out of his expensive car and head into the office, and Manuel is just, like, disgusted with how well he's doing, mm-hmm. and she's like, this makes me want to kill him more. <laughs> and she thinks God is unfair, and that is why she doesn't like God. Mm. Um, also, I love that she's, like, snacking. Uh-huh. Well... <laughs> And she's like, these are good. Have some. I also really liked in one of the other episodes when she's when she has the fucking subway in her hand. Oh yeah, she's like window shopping. Uh-huh. So funny. Um, so Manuel thinks that the ghost will eventually target him, and they make it into his office to try to steal his phone before the video can be sent to him. While they're in the office, Chan Song tells the CEO that they are there since one of their clients holds a deep resentment towards him. The CEO can't believe it and can't think of anyone who would feel that way. Shocking. (laughs) Um, 
The CEO gets out of shit <laughs> when he sees Manuel photographing his framed photos. He starts lecturing her about how rude it is to take photos without permission. Again. Okay. This guy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Then Manuel turns to take a picture of the dude's ass <laughs> with a wedgie. <laughs> Alex thought that was hilarious when she was like, your asshole's eating your oh, pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot she said that. Yeah, Alex really liked that line. I did too. I thought it was funny. I love, again, how like Manuel does not give a mm-hmm. fuck yeah. about anything. Uh, she asks him how much money she would make if she uploaded that picture to his site. And like obviously kind of calling him out mm-hmm. on it. And then she's like, how many would I have to upload to get a yacht like yours to travel the world? Again, mm-hmm. yachts are on the mind. Uh, while the CEO is distracted, Chen Song grabs his phone, and as they leave, Manuel scoffs at the frame quote in the man's office, which says, do your best and God will take care of the rest. <laughs> she wonders what it means if God would award this kind of life to this man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's funny when people have weird quotes like that. Yeah. That's such a lame one, too. <laughs> I hate that shit. Yeah. Uh, Manuel and Chen Sung go back to the hotel, but the video isn't popping up. Then, which I think this is so dumb, then they realize that there are other ways to get a video to someone uh, other than a phone. <laughs> also, it's like, okay, only two of them were looking at phones. The first one was on a computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, so, Chen Sung insists that they go back to the CEO's office, but Manuel tells him that they've done all they can and Mago will take care of the rest. But she's unsure which version of Mago will appear. So there are at least four, right? Yeah, there's like the original one, mm-hmm. there's the dark one, there's the pink one, <laughs> and then there's the one who like makes tonics. Yes, okay. Um, yeah. Um, the CEO is working late trying to find the missing CCTV footage. And an alert pops up on his computer. He opens the link and the ghost pops up. Then he closes his laptop and walks away. He can't, like, delete it or get out of the browser or whatever. Then as he's leaving, the ghost starts appearing on various screens in the office. And you noted even in a window? Question mark? Mm-hmm. I didn't notice. I just noticed all the That was screens. in the recap that I saw. So, like, the thing that she's, like, coming out of, uh, I thought it was, like, a big monitor. Okay, yeah. Like, from fucking... Yeah. All of those other dramas yeah. where they're like, this person's fire. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was one of those, but that person said it was a window. Hmm. Who knows who's correct? Okay. I guess only the people who worked on the show. Yeah. The ghost starts to emerge, and it seems like the CEO is stuck. Um, glass then shatters, and the CEO runs away. The ghost starts to burn like Yuna did, but when her soul, when her soul was being destroyed, she cries, and the dark mago tells her that she is an evil spirit who has hurt humans and will be destroyed. Chen Song runs to them, but to, but by the time he arrives, the ghost is already destroyed, and floats away as little embers, and she sees like little fireflies. That's really sad. Yeah, because she was like, she was the victim. Yeah, she was the victim, and she was just like getting her revenge, mm-hmm. which I know. Revenge is kind of a complicated mm-hmm. topic, but yeah, like she seemed like she was in so much pain, mm-hmm. and it seems like like all of those guys were involved, right? Mm-hmm. 
because it was like way back like they were the ones that were like making fun or whatever like picking on her yeah i think the ceo was the one who did it and recorded yeah but his he showed his friends mm-hmm. and i think they kept like Probably laughing at her or, and yeah, yeah and told everybody and it kind of seems like they haven't quit their ways mm-hmm. yeah obviously it's what so, i was gonna say like they're still up to their same shit like yeah they're still in school and like disgusting mm-hmm. i don't know maybe they all deserved it i mean I'm no, I'm no vengeful spirit, but yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't stop her. Nope. Slow clap for her. Uh-huh. Uh, Manuel sees the embers and wonders why deities don't come in the form humans want. That is an excellent question. Mm-hmm. I don't know the answer to that apparently. At the hotel, the bartender pours a drink in the spirit's honor. Chen Song is reassured by Hyun Chung, mm-hmm. um, who tells him. He couldn't have stopped Mago even if he made it to the office sooner. Chan Song asks if it's possible for any of the ghosts working at the hotel to meet the same fate if things go wrong as they lingered in the real world. Hyun Jung smiles and tells him that it's worth the risk and they'll behave. I like him. I do too. He's like one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. on the show, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Manuel then sends Chan Song to deliver an invitation to the creepy CEO inviting him to the hotel. He immediately throws the invitation away, but the ink floats into his car's GPS, and Manuel then becomes the voice of his <laughs> navigation system. So silly. I know, she is like, keep going straight. Keep going straight. <laughs> like, she just... She's yelling at Yeah, him. is so impatient and done. Um, so... The navigation eventually leads him to the hotel, and Chen Song greets the CEO. He takes him to room 13, but it has been transformed from that, like, creepy Mm -hmm. cellar-looking place to a regular-looking bedroom. The CEO then realizes that the room looks exactly the same as his old bedroom when he was younger. A flashback shows the CEO adjusting the hidden camera that was in a tissue box and he waves at the camera before he approaches the woman sleeping on his bed. And he's like, oh, that camera. Okay. Fucking. Now it's making sense. My bad. This guy. Ugh. Um, the CEO basically asks what's going on. And Chen Song tells the CEO that the hotel is somewhere between life and death. The CEO rejects the concept and gets freaked out and annoyed. And he walks out. He then finds himself in his car, and Manuel is in the passenger seat. The CEO asks if he was dreaming, and Manuel tells him that she brought him to a place between life and death to ask him once more if he remembers the woman who was looking for him. Manuel accuses him of killing her, and he says that he's never killed anyone. Manuel keeps pressing him, and he realizes that the car is parked on a train on the train tracks and he sees a train approaching quickly she demands that he remembers the woman and tells him to try harder to remember eventually the ceo admits that he can't remember because he filmed so many different women yes i know that is insane and where are they now seriously how many women must you have fucked over to not remember Mm -hmm. do not remember one like 10 20 like uh, yeah the the fact that he can't remember because there were so many is shocking to me and probably like from way back then up until now 
Right, like present time. It's insane. <laughs> the CEO closes his eyes and braces himself to be hit by the train, but he opens his eyes and Manuel is gone. He wonders if it was another dream. Manuel is back in room 13 where Chen Xiong is waiting. He asks why she sent the CEO back to the living world since he didn't give them an answer. Manuel tells him that wasn't her only goal. She wanted to make it clear to the gods what kind of a man he was, and now she leaves it up to them to decide his fate. The CEO sits in his car and finally realizes that the young girl that Manuel was talking about was Yoon Ga Young. He remembers how he and his friends would point and laugh at her while they watched the video on his phone in class. He then remembers that he heard that she died by suicide and shrugs it off. Eh, who cares? Mm-mm. He tries to start his car, but it won't start up, and he's still parked in the railroad tracks. The dark Mago arrives and stands and watches, and a train approaches again and strikes the CEO's car. The news confirms the accident and starts to report that he was already under investigation for illegal porn and embezzlement. Mm-hmm. This fucking guy. Yeah, that was intense and crazy, and honestly, I think it deserved. But yeah. funny note, when we were watching, Andrew was like, those trains don't go that fast. I know about trains. Oh my god. <laughs> they don't go that fast. <laughs> this isn't a bullet train. I was like, okay, I'll be sure to let everyone know for you. Thanks, Andrew, <laughs> for your input on train speeds. <laughs> Have y'all watched Train to Busan yet? No, Okay, we're going to. All right. I look forward to his input. Yes. <laughs> on that. His train talk. Uh, yeah. I have a little section called train talk. <laughs> Alex commented when we were watching it saying, they didn't need a shot from that angle. They could have shown us, like, the train actually hitting the car. <laughs> he wanted it to be more gory. Nice. Not just, like, the little overhead yeah. shot. I was like, uh, yeah. Alex did not like that guy either. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of have to be shitty to like him. Well, yeah. I mean, seriously. Uh, Hyun Jung sits with Yuna at the hospital, and uh, she reassures him that she's feeling better after seeing a doctor and makes an excuse that she just didn't want to go to school. Like, basically downplaying Mm -hmm. what happened to her. Hyun Jung encourages her to go back to school, and she asks him to go to school with her. He tells her that it's hard to stay visible, especially during the day. As they talk, an old woman being, um, yeah. As they talk, an old woman is being pushed in a wheelchair down the hallway. She calls out for her older brother, and the man that is walking beside her, um, like, whatever, grabs her hand and is like, "I'm here." Mm-hmm. Yuna says that he is the founder of the hospital, and she realizes that he has the same name as Hyungjung. Hyungjung watches her pass. And we see a flashback of him from when he was alive. It seems like this woman was his little sister. And we see him giving the little sister a piggyback ride, and she tells him that she loves him. Yuna calls Hyunjun's name since he's so distracted, but she ends up getting the attention of the old man with the woman in the wheelchair. When she turns around, ghost Hyunjun is gone. Mm. Yeah. So back at the hotel, bartender Kim and Miss Choi discuss the news of Hyung Jun's sister's failing health. Then they see the ghost backpacker and his wife and her lover off to the bus to the afterlife. This is the scene where I told Andrew, like, they're both gay. <laughs> they're going to ride that bus together. <laughs> Things are going to change on that bus ride. The wife's going to fall asleep. They're going to start talking and be like, yeah, she's kind of an asshole. 
And they're gonna start holding hands. It's their their hands are gonna just like lightly touch. Uh huh. And, they're, and they're gonna, their like, knees are gonna touch. Yeah, they're gonna get real like <laughs> nervous and scared. Uh huh. And then they're gonna like, you know, move on with things. Wow, such great fan fiction yeah, already. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, Chan finds the sweet original Mago at Manuel's tree. He asks why she's upset, and she tells him that she and her sister are upset that. He and Manuel tested them. He tells Mago that they would have welcomed her if she had shown up as this version to help the ghost. Mago tells him, no one puts in effort if you show up in the version you want. Mago notes how the flowers on the tree are going to bloom soon and tells Chanson that he's doing a good job. He thinks of their time at at the beach and her reaction to the ocean. He thinks the flower is lovely and it makes him sad. These two um, and all of their sadness. I know. <laughs> Manuel watches the news of the CEO's investigation and Chen Song joins her. The news announces that the CEO hid a stash of money in a sunflower field. Chen Song remembers that the CEO got mad at Manuel for taking a picture of his picture of the sunflowers and realizes that it was probably where the money was hidden. Manuel throws a fit because she could have gotten the millions along all along and she let the money slip and she keeps calling it her money. He's mm-hmm. like, It's not your money. Like you have no claim to it. Mm-hmm. It's really funny how she's just adamant, like, it's my money. Yeah, and he was like, You didn't even realize mm-hmm. what was there. <laughs> um Sanchez and Mira meet up and he tells her that Chen Song borrowed his yacht to take his boss out. Mira asks why he's taking his boss out like that, and Sanchez tells her it's probably a date. Mm-hmm. Sanchez just needs to, like, shut his mouth mm-hmm. and let Manuel and Chan Song live. I know. Like, why are you telling her anything about him? I know. Do you not- are fucking pouring salt, actually, sugar, on him to try to get rid of her bad vibes. And like- why does he, like, make it seem like Mira and him are dating, like, he and Chan Song? Like, the way he's introduced him, or introduced her to people, mm-hmm. he makes it sound like, oh, this is Chensung's girlfriend. Yeah. And it always, like, stirs shit up. Because then everyone thinks, like, oh, he has a girlfriend. And she keeps being introduced as... His girlfriend. His girlfriend. Not his ex. Yeah. Or, like, like even... Um, or some bitch who stole a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. Like, even the schoolgirl whose name I can't think of right now. You know? Ends up calling yeah. him... Ends up calling her his girlfriend, too. Yeah. It's just like a rumor now being spread. Yeah. This is his girlfriend. Crazy. Um, Manuel is still whining about the loss of her money at the docks. And Chen Song teases her by taking a picture of a yacht, saying that <laughs> now she owns one since taking a picture of something means you own it. <laughs> Again, Alex really liked that line. He thought that was really funny. He tells her that she'd be a thief to take something that wasn't hers and she laughs and tells him that she was a thief and wonders if he hasn't seen that in her in his dreams he tells her he assumed that she was well off since he saw her getting married to someone of high status Mm. manuel remembers what he's talking about and she mutters that it wasn't her dress but someone else's she turns to chen song and tells him that she's a bad person and that she's worried that he'll see just how bad she was as his dreams continue I know. Chen Song gets a phone call and he sees Mira approaching. Why would you do that? I know. Just to stir shit up. Who the fuck gave you permission? She's a bad person. Truly. Like, I would never. 
No. I would talk all kinds of shit, but I would never go. No. Why? Or, like, even if you want to be a fucking psycho, you go, and then you just, like, with your binoculars, just be like, look at those two. You Uh don't, like, fucking go and then, like... Push yourself into this outing. It's crazy. Uh, We see Mira approaching. Manuel sees Mira and recognizes her as the face of the princess reborn, and she fucking loses it, guys. Triggered, 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 seeing red, seeing red. Yeah. Warning sign. Yeah, her, yeah, so Mira's face triggers a bunch of memories, Uh and, like, I didn't write them all down because there were so many, but it's, like, the dress, and fucking blood, and knives, and swords, Mm -hmm. and... It's a lot. It all looks bad. Yeah. It's not good stuff. Um, so, yeah. In the present, Manuel is frozen as Mira walks towards her in Chansung and bing, end of episode. And that's when I was like, what? I know. What the fuck happened? I, I feel like the their past story is almost more compelling Yeah. <laughs> than the present day one. Yes, agreed. But it's like... Which is interesting, because she knows everything. Yeah. And Amira doesn't. Right. She doesn't remember any of that being reborn, reborn. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's super interesting. Yeah. I, uh... And you sent me a text mm-hmm. saying, like, with a gif, being like, what just happened uh-huh. at the end of this episode? Yes. Because <laughs> it was just like... Her face totally shifted, mm-hmm. and it wasn't her usual self, you know? Like, she's good at being an asshole, as mm-hmm. we've seen many times. Yeah. And coming up on top and having witty, smart remarks for everything and everyone. Mm-hmm. But for this, she was just, like, frozen. No words. Yeah, she almost looked, like, scared. Yeah. And... I mean, I guess we can get into episode eight, because yeah, that's, it. like, right where we left off. Let's just do it. All right, so um, episode eight starts back in the past. The city is celebrating the wedding of the princess and Xian Myung. And that's the that's, captain. That's the captain, the one that um, Manuel kind of seems to like, mm-hmm. that you were all about. Yeah. Earlier. Um, so the princess looks super happy. Xion Myung smiles back, but it doesn't seem genuine. Uh, Manuel slam, slays the guards and goes to the princess's room. The princess assumes it's Xion Myung, but seems annoyed when she sees it's Manuel. I think it's crazy that she her face is not, like, terrified. Yeah, or it's, shocked or anything. It's just like, it's you. You again. This bitch, I mean. Mm-hmm. Manuel and the princess exchange words, but ultimately, Manuel slashes her throat. And it's just, like, fast. Yeah. It really comes at you. Mm-hmm. Like... No business. Yeah. Uh, so, as everyone knows, if you listen to the past two episodes, I was watching The Crown Clown. I have since finished The Crown Clown. Mm-hmm. But in that show, there's a lot of, like, sword wielding mm-hmm. and like people hold, holding swords up to people's throats and then like nothing happens mm-hmm. but no she like fucking went for it in a short amount of time Damn. so yeah and at that point i was like the fuck like what this princess do why don't they like each other like mm-hmm. at all it's wild in the present manuel is horrified to see mira 
greet Chansong. Chansong apologizes to Manuel, saying he doesn't know how she found them, and she tells him that he brought her here. Manuel gets teary-eyed as she realizes that this was his true purpose, and the deities never intended to let her pass peacefully. Poor Manuel. Oh, yeah. Manuel conjures a super strong wind, and her eyes get, like, really sort of shifty and, like, really, really dark-looking. Yeah. She gets pissed. Yeah. Um... And so the winds keep getting stronger and stronger, and Mira just gets, like, knocked off the dock, which is <laughs> kind of funny. Chansong is shocked and looks at Manuel. She tells him to save her since that is his job. He offers Mira a rope to help her out of the water, but when he turns back to Manuel, she's gone. She's very good at disappearing. Yeah. I also feel bad for Chansong, because he has, like, no idea. Yeah, he's just, like, in the middle of this. Yeah. He doesn't even know, like what his role is necessarily he doesn't Mm -hmm. know why he's getting these dreams with her Mm -hmm. he doesn't like none of it really makes sense to him why he's in this position Mm -hmm. he just has to deal with it yeah uh chan song drives mira back and they stop at a convenience store she admits that she came to ruin his date and she wonders if manuel left because of her a duh bitch (laughs) like what did you expect that's why you went yeah you went to ruin it yeah um blah 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 so yeah she wonders if she left because of her chan song asks if they know each other but mira doesn't think so and then she gets all annoying and pouty and says she didn't mean to cause trouble sure jam right okay like i hate i hate that type of attitude Mm -hmm. i'm like if you're going to be that bitch just own up to it yeah just be the villain anyone who would like even hear part of the story would know she fucking did everything on purpose. Yeah. Would know that what her full intention was. Yeah. We're not fucking dumb. Yeah, because it's like, okay, if you're, like I said, if you're going to be that way, if you're just going to mm-hmm. be like, I'm going to go sabotage some mm-hmm. stuff. Just I feel like it. Yeah, just own it. Just own mm-hmm. up to being a, that asshole. A, yeah. It's okay. It's fine. I mean, it's not okay, but. But it, it's better. At least you recognize it and you're willing to say like yeah that's me being an asshole yeah and it's like you owning it and yeah versus I, pretending and like playing the victim almost. yeah like, like well, i don't know anything i fell in the water and i'm sorry that your boss had to leave because of me like okay i'm done that was never my intention i'm done with you <laughs> and again i mean we kind of talk this about this in dramas or whatever but obviously he doesn't like you mm-hmm and, like, he has told you many times. Bitch, I want my money. I want my money. I don't like you. Mm-hmm. Like We're not together anymore. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Also, it seems like she doesn't even really like him that much. Yeah. Like, like, why are you even hanging out with them? Why do you keep going over? What do you want? Because I feel like you want something. Exactly. I and, feel like there wouldn't be a reason. Like, she's been in America, it seems like, right this whole time. Yeah, well, it seems like she came back to Korea. It, so, Sanchez said that they met when they were both at Harvard, mm-hmm. I guess. And so, they were obviously in America for that mm-hmm. point. But it mm-hmm. sounds like he's a doctor in Korea now. Hmm, okay. But I, to me, I don't know. Like you said, I feel like she's after something. Because in a previous episode, and I kind of talked about this with the boys, but she even says, like, I remember how much you loved me. Mm-hmm. Not like remember how you we were so in love yeah. or anything like that. She never tells 
Chan Song that she like likes him. Yeah. She just keeps trying to like seduce him mm-hmm. or whatever, get him Be to feel bad for her. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what do you want? What do you need right now? Yeah, I'm. I'm curious, I but yeah. I don't like. It's gonna come out soon. I I have a feeling. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. So. She says she doesn't mean to cause trouble, but we all know it's a lie. Mm-hmm. And Chan Song wonders if Manuel caused the accident. No shit, Chan Song. <laughs> right. After everything you've seen, you don't know if the winds were her, that the winds that came out of nowhere. Are you kidding, kidding me? Mira wonders if she should see a shaman to cleanse all of her bad luck. Chan Song recommends the salt and to not be alone. She laughs, saying he is like her grandma. The grandma attributes her bad luck to all of the bad karma she has raked up during her past lives. Mm, okay. Why does grandma now? I know. <laughs> we see the bracelet her grandma made her to ward off bad vibes. For your grandma to make you a goddamn bracelet, like, she must know something. I know. must have known something. Or, like, obviously, she knows her granddaughter is, like, a fucking terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> like... I don't know. Grandma's like, you're shitty. Here's his gift. Yeah. Don't take it off. Mira begs Chen Song to stay with her, but he tells her he's called her a cab and will add the bill to her tab. I like how he's kind of just like cut and dry about it. Like, mm-hmm. nope, not even gonna try to like play around with you this game. Yeah. And I also like how he's like, I'm adding it to your tab. Like, yes. I am not even treating you to a cab ride when you mm-hmm. lost your purse. Like, you will pay me back yes, the cab fare. Absolutely. Here. I mean, he should be getting interest on this. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut to Manuel going through Mira's purse on a bus. She looks through her photos and spitefully deletes a picture of her and Chanson. Alex thought that was really funny, too. <laughs> of course he did. Uh-huh. Um, he really identifies with her, as he said on previous uh-huh. podcasts. Yes. She throws the purse on the floor, and she gets after a group of old ghosts that are partying on a bus... She yells at them to take a break until she gets off and switches the radio to the news. She hears of a woman that has just died who has lived over 100 years. So one thing I was wondering here is, like, why doesn't she just, like, throw her body back to the hotel instead of taking a bus? I don't know. Can she not because she's in her human form right now? You know what I mean? Maybe she just wanted to have quiet time some quiet time she can ride the bus go through the purse without the purse there yeah without anybody seeing her Mm -hmm. and just have some like because manuel doesn't seem like the type to go on a walk yeah so maybe (laughs) her riding the bus is her form of some quiet time except for this party people on the bus were fucking weird they were all like bloodied and nasty have you seen living their best lives best dead lives you've seen the gangnam style Mm -hmm. video right Mm -hmm. that the old people partying on the bus reminded me of that part in the gangnam style video (laughs) of course maybe that's what it was inspired by maybe honestly um the reaper is guiding this old woman from the news to the afterlife and to a limo, but Manuel shows up and suggests that the ghost stay to see the birth of her great-grandchild. Um, and the Reaper's like, she already has 24 or some shit. Yeah. And then he's like, she's got 12 children. I don't know how many fucking children. She's uh-huh. had a lot of kids and a fuck ton of grandkids. He's like, she's already, like, gone through this dozens of times. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't need to. Yeah. And Manuel's like, you're gonna miss a beautiful face. 
Like she's that. so uh what's the word persuasive mm-hmm. and i love how the ghost is just like standing there the ghost didn't say shit she just like turns around and walks back inside <laughs> she's like eh, okay just like a little lady and uh-huh. like, turns around and scurries back in her house <laughs> so the ghost walks walks back in the house and the reaper gets after her and asks why she interfered with the special ghost passing peacefully she retorts asking why they won't allow her to wander and she nods back to the house as the nice mago escorts the spirit back to the car with the flower (laughs) i just thought that old woman was really funny yeah (laughs) um yeah i was also thinking about my grandmother who also has like a ton of grandchildren uh and like great grandkids at this point and my grandma doesn't give a fuck anymore she like doesn't care about any of the younger kids anymore I feel like at this point she she's always like sitting there at the table and when the kids come she'll look at me just like these fucking kids just like shut them up <laughs> or sometimes like she'll straight up turn off her mm-hmm. hearing aid so she doesn't hear oh anymore. my god <laughs> that's great and, and she's just sitting at the table like fuck all of these people like I mean it makes sense she's been through like millions of grandkids at this point yeah like, great grandkids too and it's just like they fucking keep coming yeah i mean one time my grandma um my mom was making fun of my grandma because like my grandma's i don't know if she's technically hard of hearing because she can hear but she mm-hmm. just like misunderstands mm-hmm. and my mom was kind of like making fun of her and my grandma was like, have you ever considered sometimes I just don't want to listen to you guys? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like, yeah, so, I mean, like the Reaper said, he was like, you've lived a long life. Mm-hmm. You must not have any regrets, right? Yeah. Like, she's ready. Yeah, at that point. Like, she's been through so much. She's seen so much, witnessed so much. Mm-hmm. But she's, she just loves her grandkids, I guess. Yeah. They stick around a little I longer. think they... I feel like maybe I wrote it down wrong if it was her great-great-grandchild. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it was. Because okay. I think they go through her kids and then her grandkids. And then her great-grandkids. But I think it was like the okay. birth of her... Yeah, I think I just wrote that down wrong. I don't know. Maybe I wrote it down right. But it makes sense for her to be like that old. Yeah. To have a great-great. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um. So, Mago and Manuel sit together, and they eat the like, um, what is it called? Not tribute, but yeah, um, like the food for yeah. the dead person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like how Mago is like they're they're very good at cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Mago guesses that Manuel interfered to meet her. They talk about the princess slash Mira, and Mago explains that Mira's soul has been reincarnated a number of times and that Manuel is frozen in time. She tells Manuel to just let her pass by, and Manuel gets upset and asks how she could just let her go. Mago points out that while Manuel is still hurt by her, Mira, the present Mira, doesn't even know what happened in the past. It is just really interesting that, like, of all the reincarnations she could be, she happens to be the one that dated Chansong, mm-hmm. who just so happens to be the one who was purchased by Manuel right. to work for him. Like, it just all seems too convenient. Yeah, they have a plan. Yep. 
sense. Mm -hmm. And what I think is interesting is that, I mean, I guess the writers did this, so it's easier for us to, like, hate Mira Mm -hmm. and, like, be on Manuel's side. But I think it's funny that she got reincarnated in her reincarnated state is, like, still a bad person. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's not, like, a murderer Mm -hmm. or anything. She's just, like, annoying and whatever, a fraud, a phony, but, like, still, I just think it's kind of funny that, like... She still sucks. It would be one thing if, like, um, yeah, she was, like, a sweet woman and just, like, totally different, but she almost seems kind of the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, very interesting. Um, Manuel thinks that this is the reason that Mago had her cross paths with her again through Chen Song. So kind of like you said, mm-hmm. she knows that Chan Song wouldn't let um, Manuel hurt Mira. Manuel looks melancholy and promises to stay in the hotel and not cause trouble. The Reaper drives Manuel back to the hotel and Mago says that for a flower to bloom, it must feel the wind and the rain also. Hmm. I'm like, I don't know about the wind, but <laughs> <laughs> these petals fly off. I know. Back at the hotel, Chen Song learns that Manuel still hasn't returned, and he's worried about her. The bartender and Miss Choi tell him not to worry because she can't run away. The hotel will always follow her. They explain that the tree-slash-hotel is her punishment, and it will chase her if she runs from it. She's trapped and neither really alive, but unable to pass to the afterlife. Miss Choi also explains that if Manuel is, always, is, is away for more than a day, the hotel will go to her. They also tell Chen Song that Manuel almost became an evil spirit, but Mago bound her to the hotel instead. Miss Choi tells him that Manuel thinks of it as a prison, but the hotel also protects her from her fate. Yeah, I thought it was funny too how like they didn't want to tell him all the stuff, and he's like, "I know, I know, I'm just gonna get more connected to the hotel." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh shit, I spilled." everything yeah um we cut back to mira getting her purse from the bus driver she realizes the only thing missing is a picture of her with her family from when she was a kid manuel looks at the picture and fumes that she was ever happy and like her beautiful male is just like <laughs> crushing her yeah. face miss <laughs> Choi comes in and tells manuel that chen song was worried about her she finds chen song on the roof and admits that she pushed mira into the water he tells her that Mira is fine and she gets upset that he doesn't ask why she did it and why he isn't reprimanding her. He tells her he can't understand how she's a bad person because the only thing he has seen in his dreams is a woman in love. Ugh. This is just like so heartbreaking given mm-hmm. what we are about mm-hmm. to see. Yes. We... Um, also, I like that... Uh, with her face, Manuel was like Chen Song, and then uh-huh. it was, I don't know, being Miss Choi. Like, she is, I don't know if in love, but like, she's totally into Chen Song, mm-hmm. and it's like really sweet to see her kind of like be not vulnerable necessarily, Let but just like, yeah, but just, yeah, like genuine. Yeah. Um, so. Chen Song asks Manuel where she went after she ditched him, and she bends the truth and tells him she went to a dance party <laughs> in a nice restaurant. So basically, her dance party on the yeah. bus and the nice restaurant at the old lady's uh, ritual thing. 
Chunsung tells her they could have done those things together and suggests that they do those things together from now on. He tells her whether the hotel is a prison or a protective fence, he'll stay by her side. Which I thought was really sweet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, doing, like, watching TV, because he doesn't say, like, we should do these grand things, like, mm-hmm. other romantic, yeah, uh, whatever shows kind of suggest. He's like, yeah, we should, like, eat together and watch TV and, like, go places together. He's like, don't leave without me. And I'm like, that's sweet. Like, to me, that's more romantic, almost. Yeah, just hanging. Yeah. So then we cut to a dark house. A man approaches a record player that has started playing on its own. He smashes the record, but as he turns the record... As he turns around, the record is back in a young woman, which, P.S., is a cameo by actress Park Jin-ju, sits and calls him Doctor. She talks to him, like in a childlike voice and asks that he stay with her until the end of the song. The man's wife finds him standing in the room singing the song in a daze. He stops when she calls out to him and he falls to the floor. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Intense. Um, Chan Song goes home and finds that Mira has invited herself over um, to live, not left, sorry, <laughs> to live with Chan Song and Sanchez. She claims she was too scared to live alone. Okay. They talk about how her purse was found on the bus, and Chen Song points out someone probably took it and left it there because she's going on and on about the reason she's scared is because she was never on a bus, but it's like, you lost your purse. Someone found your purse and mm-hmm. took your purse and left it on a bus. Like, it's crazy to me that her first... Um idea was that like a ghost took it which mm-hmm. I mean is technically what happened yeah. <laughs> but I'm like yeah you dropped your purse after you fell in the fucking bay <laughs> someone grabbed your purse at the dock mm-hmm. and took Maybe it on a bus it. yeah like easy that's what I would think yeah seriously back at the hotel Manuel and Hyunjoon get the hotel amusement park up and running he asks when the guests who will be using it will come Meanwhile, bartender Kim and Miss Choi are scoping out different pieces of real estate on Manuel's request. They wonder if she's thinking of relocating the hotel, but wave it off since the places are too far from her favorite shops. <laughs> they're like, there's nothing here for 15 miles. Like, yeah. she's not going to want this. And I like how they're like, she spent so much time picking out the hotel. Like, mm-hmm. it's close to this restaurant, it's close to this store, it's close to this mall. Like, yeah. And I'm like, that sounds like a prime piece of real estate. Absolutely. Honestly. <laughs> Make a lot of money. Uh-huh. Hyunjung and Yunam meet at, meet at Subway. There's been so many Subway-sponsored pieces here. Like Pretty early on. Yeah, like, almost every episode has had Subway, I feel like. Except for, like, the first two, maybe? Three? Yeah, we are definitely getting at least one Subway cameo per episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. For sure. But, uh, yeah, because I feel like in Descendants of the Sun, they went to Subway, like, three times. Uh-huh. It's been more than that in this one, I feel like. Yeah, because... She had the Subway in her hand. Uh-huh. And then there's a scene where Yuna is at the Subway. Uh-huh. And sees that guy, and then it ha- it shows it again in the next episode, that yeah. same scene. And then now, again. Yeah, so technically, they've only been there three times, but it's been shown four times. Yes. Because one scene spanned. Yes. <laughs> over two episodes. Makes me want Subway. I know. And I don't even, like, really like Subway that much, but... I I actually really do like Subway. I know this is kind of a controversial 
<laughs> topic, but because a lot of people don't like Subway, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's that bad. I feel like you just have to make your sandwich right, and yeah. they're getting, um, I think, Beyond Meatballs. Yeah, I don't know when that's supposed to happen. I know, and Alex told me that Pizza Hut is supposed to be getting um, some sort of vegan sausage. Interesting. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I've had Pizza Hut. Really? Yeah. I mean, Alex and I are cheap, so we always get Little Caesars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I used to do that, but I don't do the dairy. Yeah, I I understand. <laughs> it was funny. Sidebar. Uh, we got pizza for lunch at work, and Andrew um, and Karen ordered a vegan pizza mm-hmm. from Pizza Classics, and um, I just eat cheese. <laughs> but one of my coworkers... Um, had some she didn't realize it was vegan it just had a bunch of vegetables on it and Mm -hmm. she was like I'll try it she was like it was so good she was like I don't know what that cream stuff was (laughs) and he was like it's just vegan cheese she was like wow that's really good I guess I'm vegan now oh my god (laughs) I was like okay um Hyunjoon and Yuna meet at Subway they talk about the new addition to the hotel they have a funny moment when they talk about her dating because basically, like, she says, boyfriend, meaning him, because mm-hmm. everyone thinks he's her boyfriend from school. After he carried her out. Yeah, like, this fucking Prince Charming, who nobody knows, mystery man, uh-huh. shows up and fucking saves the day. And he's like, oh, you have a boyfriend? Like, you should go back to school then. She's like, you oh. fucking idiot. Yeah. God damn it. The men on the show are, like, Deuces. so stupid. <laughs> Come on. I know most of you are dead, but, like... Uh-huh. Come on. Yeah. Pick up pick up on these signals. I know. When San- when Manuel was um telling Sanchez like, is she pretty? Uh-huh. And he's like, Oh yeah, she's pretty. And there's this great photo of the two of them together. <laughs> Let me good. show like, you this what? great photo. Jesus. Yeah. So um dumb. yeah, so they also discuss Mira who is also at Subway. Mm-hmm. Um they follow Mira to a house and they see a ghost in the window and everything gets real spooky. Yeah. I also love how uh, Hyunjun is like, wow, our boss is really caring. He, she really cares about the partners of uh, our employees. Jesus. Like, she's not fucking stalking mm-hmm. her to dig up dirt or something. Again, doofus. Uh-huh. Song and Sanchez meet up. They talk about Mira and how she's stolen something again. And Sanchez offers Chansong a new position at a new hotel. But he declines, saying he has decided to stay at Hotel de Luna. Sanchez wonders why, since it doesn't seem to match his qualifications, and he says the hotel is great. And Sanchez tells him he assumed it was because he liked Manuel. Sanchez or Chen Song almost does a spit take, but doesn't argue and says that Sanchez is sharper than he looks. <laughs> I don't know about that though. <laughs> he still seems dumb. Um, Chen Song gets a call from Mira asking if they have an opening in his hotel, and he's like, "Why?" No, 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 no. I had... Oh, that fucking Mira stole a vase. Yes. She borrowed... I'm doing air quotes. She borrowed a vase. Like, this woman is a doctor. Is she just like a... Is a, is a klepto? Why? Is, is that when yes. you steal things? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking weird. She's crazy. Anyway, I thought that was a weird touch. Yeah. Because like, uh, Chance... I think Chance Song mentions, like... She took this vase or whatever, and Sanchez is like, oh, well, I let her borrow it, and if she doesn't bring it back, I'll... It's okay. I think he says, I'll uh, 
what does he say? I'll seize her salary or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, how? You're not her boss. Yeah, like, I'm not sure what he meant by that. Because he even says something like, um, like, you can't to Chan Song. But he says, but, like, I can. But I don't know what the fuck he meant by Yeah, I mean, we know Sanchez is rich, so maybe he has, like, connections. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea. It's just weird. Or maybe, like, suing her. Oh, maybe. And then from there, having uh-huh. wages garnished or something. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm like, this is a weird touch to put in. Also, how much was that vase? Well, the vase that he peed in... <laughs> was from like whatever dynasty uh-huh. so it was really old so maybe he just has like really ancient... old expensive shit yeah Jesus. have you noticed the pictures like the paintings of those babies in his ew no okay uh you should pay attention to okay. chan song's living room okay they're like pink and they almost look like um almost i think like cabbage patch dolls but they're like I don't know if I'll be able to Google it, honestly. Probably But not. I'll show you afterwards. Okay. But listeners, pay attention to the artwork in uh, Sanchez's house. It's kind of wild. Okay. And kind of gross. Anyway. So, Chan Sung shows up to the house, and he finds Yuna and Hyungjun, and they're taking a selfie because Yuna tries to take a picture of the ghost, but ghosts don't appear on phones, and... Uh, she's like, oh, I can't take a picture with my boyfriend or something. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, becomes visible. It's cute. Anyway, he asks what they're doing there, and Yuna says they were following Mita. Manuel shows up and tells Chansong it was because she ordered them to. He assumes that Manuel sent the ghost to follow Mita and lets it slip that he is now, or that she is now living with him and Sanchez. She tells him that she would have sent 108 ghosts to Mita if she had known, but she has nothing to do with the ghost in this house. I also love how jealous Manuel is mm-hmm. of everything. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, the wife of the husband who mm-hmm. met the ghost earlier says that they inherited the house from her husband's parents and they've heard strange noises ever since they moved in. Mira questions why Manuel came with Chan Song and he explains that only those invited by Manuel can stay at the hotel. The wife says they don't need to stay at an exclusive hotel, and Manuel's like, fine by me, and goes to leave, but then Chansung begs her to stay to help the friend of his friend. Manuel tells him that she hates his friend, Mm -hmm. and that she hates him (laughs) for being her friend, Uh, but then they hear the music. They go to investigate, and Chansung finds the ghost, and she calls him Min. (laughs) Min Min. And throws her arms around him. Manuel enters and looks all upset, <laughs> and Chansung stops her from tearing them apart. <laughs> the ghosts love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chansung tries to question the ghost while she cuddles next to him on the couch, <laughs> and Manuel looks through the room for clues. The ghost calls Manuel Suki and says that she's being jealous over Min. Mm. Okay, ghost. I know. They ask the ghost about the letters and diary. The ghost tells them her story. How she's cooped up in the house and how she sent her story to the radio and the letters are all well wishes from listeners. Chen Song offers to take her to the hotel, but Manuel says she can't be a guest there. She removes the needle from the record and the ghost disappears. Manuel explains that the ghost is actually an imaginary spirit created by someone else. She says that if they find the creator, they'll be able to get rid of the, quote, ghost. 
The mother then shows up and wants to know why they are, what they are doing in her study. She admits to Chan Xiong and Manuel that she created Gyeong Ah, the ghost, to experience romance since she had an arranged marriage when she was young. That's shitty. I know. She agrees to let Ga Gyeong be a fucking... Oh my god, what can I think Search of the name Search WW. Search WW. Whose name y'all couldn't remember I on the show. And I was like, it's Ga Gyeong. <laughs> <laughs> listening, like, screaming in my head. And we were just like, Sunday. <laughs> there are so many names of... Korean characters floating in my head. I know. It's hard to keep them. And like if they're even slightly similar, uh-huh. they get like twisted into each other somehow. <laughs> okay. She agrees to let Young Ah uh-huh. go. I think it's because I saw the go there too. Oh yeah. I don't know. <laughs> if it means her son and daughter-in-law can live in peace. Nice old lady. Mm-hmm. But also like you're going to kill your imaginary friend that you've had for I mean, her. She has a lot of drama with her. Suki. Suki. And Min. And the doctor. Mm-hmm. And there was someone else that I didn't write their name down. But. Like. They might have explained this, but did mm-hmm. the mom come up with all these people too? Mm hmm. Okay. So I think what she did is basically she created this, like, persona. Mm hmm. And it seems like what happened, from my understanding, is she, like, actually did write into a radio station mm-hmm. and, like, created this fake persona. And so people actually did, like, yeah. write her letters. And I don't know if she, like, wrote it down in that diary yeah. or what. It seems like she did. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to it. Uh-huh. Interesting. I know. Okay. Um, so, Song and Manuel talk about the concept of an imaginary spirit. And Manuel says it's a good idea to change reality with an imaginary spirit. But she looks like she's already mm-hmm. plotting something. Yes, as always. Uh-huh. She She's, like, always two steps ahead of everybody yes. else. Um, she tells Chansong to accept the mother's dinner invitation since she's lonely. But she will leave since she's the villain, Suki. <laughs> After Manuel is gone, Chansong realizes that Manuel invited the family and Mira to the hotel. At the same time, we see Mira showing up to the hotel, and everyone greets her, like, almost too politely. Mm-hmm. It's, like, kind of creepy. Um, they bring her to the amusement park, and she meets Manuel. Mira says the hotel is great, but wonders why it's empty, and Manuel tells her that it's not actually empty. She just can't see anything because of her bracelet. And then we see, like, a little flashback to how everyone could hear, like, the mm-hmm. ghost's music inside the house, except for Mira, because she had her bracelet on. Um, the one her grandma. Yeah, the one her grandma made her to ward off the evil vibes. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Mira takes off the bracelet and hands it to Manuel. And she almost seems like she's in a trance at this mm-hmm. point. Because uh, Manuel's just, like, holding her hand out. And she's just like, oh, And she takes mm-hmm. it off. Um, Manuel dissolves the bracelet into a dust. That like sucks. I know. <laughs> like, this thing you've been wearing for years and years. Made by your grandmother. <laughs> That appear to be working, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Um, Except on Manuel. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe the most um, uh-huh. vengeful in uh-huh. her life. Uh, so yeah, the bracelet dissolves and Mira starts to smile and she sees the amusement park come to life. She starts to sound dazed and like I said, in a trance and she tells Manuel that she loves amusement parks and tells Manuel about the photo of her and her family. 
Um, Manuel shows Mira the spiritual copies of the family in her picture. Manuel says that she hates seeing Mira happy, and everything goes black, and when the lights come back on, we see the young Mira standing alone, looking scared and sad. I know. Manuel approaches young Mira and tells her that her family doesn't love her, and her mother regrets having her. She tells her that they only love her sister, and they left Mira at the amusement park alone. Adult Mira starts to cry, and Manuel tells the young copy to fill real Mira's days with memories of a child that should have never been born. That's, like, really harsh. Yeah. That's, like... (laughs) She really went for it. Yeah, gonna grow up and have major problems. Uh Uh-huh. The child approaches the real Mira and starts to look scary. Her, like, eyes turn to black pits. And her veins Uh are, like, sticking out. At this point, Chen Xiong bursts in, and Manuel looks upset, but thanks him for allowing her to come up with a good idea and feel better about her revenge. She explains that what she created is much stronger than a fake spirit, that that it's a curse. He begs Manuel to stop and leave Mira alone. He tells Manuel that he won't leave her and she should protect him. He goes up to the child and hugs her before Mira can touch her. Mira faints and Manuel yells at Chen Xiong to let go, but the curse is absorbed into Chen Xiong he collapses, and we hear a voiceover of his promise to stay with her, and how he's not afraid because she's with him. Ugh. He's and, too confident. And I was like, is he gonna die? Is he having a heart attack? Is he got, like, gripping his chest? Yeah. Wait. And, like, the child just turns into, like, a red uh-huh. ball of energy, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Mia wakes up in the back of a taxi, and Yuna explains that Manuel told her to escort her home since she got drunk. And she's like, I, I was drinking. <laughs> uh, Manuel sits with an unconscious Chen Song and burns the photo of Mira at the amusement park. She tells him that everything will be okay and that everything is ruined because of him. In a dream, we see Manuel sitting with Chung Young, the captain, at her drinking spot. She tells him this will be the last time since she's leaving. He offers to protect her if she goes to the palace with him, but she won't abandon her people. He offers to go with her instead, but Manuel says there's no way they can be together. Her words seem to hurt him, and he lets go of her and says that she's right. He tells her she was a great drinking buddy and says they'll miss each other. (sighs) He, it kind of looked like he really went out on a limb to Mm -hmm. like suggest that. And I'm like, why couldn't he go? Why wouldn't she let him stay with her? Mm-hmm. I, I get why she wouldn't want to go to the palace. Yeah. But. Maybe, like, him with all of her people. Yeah, maybe they don't gel. Would be, yeah, an issue. Uh, the next morning, she sees her wine jug thing hanging from a tree. She thinks Chung Myung might have come back, and she tells Yan Wu she needs to see him one last time. This part is, like, so heartbreaking. It is. Because Yanwu, like, clearly loves her. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but he's, he's, like, willing to let her go. Yeah. And, like, meet this other dude. <laughs> oh, God. Um, he asks if she'll come back, and she says that she will. He tells her that he will be fine either way and that she should follow her heart um, and do what she wants. But she promises again and tells him to wait for her, which I think, given what's about to happen, is even more heartbreaking. Yeah. Um... She goes back to the drinking spot, but it is empty. She gets excited when she hears a horse, but she turns around and sees swords as guards surround her. The princess approaches and tells her that all of her people will die because of her. At the same time, more guards are fighting with Manuel's clan. 
Pyongwu fights also, but falls when Chung Myung. <laughs> this is crazy. When Chung Myung jumps in front of him and mm-hmm. holds a sword to his throat, it's like really extra. Afterwards, Chung Myung visits Manuel in the jail dungeon thing, and he asks her for helping him catch the criminals. Thanks, sir. Oh, did I say thanks? You said he asks her. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. Okay. Afterwards, Chung Myung visits Manuel in the jail dungeon thing, and he thanks her for helping him catch the criminals and accomplishing so something shady. big. I know. I'm like, salt in the wound. Like, you didn't mm. have to do that. You didn't have to come and see her. Yeah. Try to talk to her, like... And you be like, did what you did. And be, like, smug. Yeah. It would be one thing if he was, like, I'm sorry it went down this way. I had to do this. But he was, like, hey, thanks. Total villain. Total 180. Yeah. Or, and well, we can talk about this later, but was he always like this? Mm-hmm. You think so? I think so. Okay, well, we'll talk about it. in a In a second. Okay. After we get the whole story. Mm-hmm. Or what we think is the whole story. All right. So, he thanks her for helping him and catch the criminals and accomplishing something big. He tells her he'll spare her life for her help. She replies that she will definitely kill him, and he tells her that she needs to stay alive if she wants to kill him. Later on, um... Yanwu. Yanwu and members of her clan are to be hanged. Manuel and Yanwu look at each other, and he smiles, and Manuel starts to cry. Then the guards kick the stool out from under them, and Manuel tries to reach the platform and screams, but ultimately watches him die, and the guards filter back. I thought that was very graphic. It's a really sad scene. Yeah. It's a lot. Because, like, like we've said, we've kind of just seen the hard-ass version of Manuel, Mm -hmm. but she is, like, in so much pain watching the people that she loves die in such a terrible way. Ugh. Yeah. Um, afterward, the princess addresses Manuel and tells her that they will spare her since she helped the captain. Manuel just cries and glares at Chung Myung. Then we cut to Manuel killing the princess on her wedding night to Chen, Chung Myung. Mm-hmm. He walks into the room and we see that Manuel has put on the princess's robe. When Chung Myung stands in front of her, she lifts the veil and reaches for her sword. He is almost expressionless, which isn't exactly what I expected. Mm-hmm. Like, same how you were, like, she just looks annoyed. She doesn't look shocked or scared. He had, like, zero emotion. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I would have been like, where the fuck is my bride? Yeah, well, where he clearly he... didn't love the princess. Yeah. And I guess maybe he knew, because she was like, I will definitely kill uh-huh. you, but... It was yeah. just interesting, like, zero emotion whatsoever. Uh-huh. Um, he makes no effort to defend himself as Manuel lunges towards him. We don't see what happens next as Chen Xiong wakes up from his room, from his dream, and Sun just comes in and explains that Manuel took him home and that he's just been sleeping for three days. And I said, why didn't he take him to the hospital? <laughs> Shitty friend, that's why. If he's been out of it for three days. he's an idiot and doesn't realize that's the like thing you should do. almost coma territory. Yeah. It's one thing if you're, like, sleeping, but you're, like, waking waking up to, like, use the bathroom and drink some water every 12 hours or something. But, like, just completely out of it for three days. That's insane. Sanchez is dumb. Yeah. He's not that bright. He's not as sharp as he was. No. Um, Chen Xiong sees that Manuel has left the Mount Bektu. 
15? I think so. Painting for him. And he runs to the hotel, but he sees that it's empty. He remembers that the hotel moves with Manuel, and he realizes she is gone. We then get a flashback to the night of the curse, and we see Manuel telling Chanson that the hotel is neither a prison nor a fence. It's hell for her, and it's not better to experience hell together. She whispered goodbye to Chan Seong, and then... And then I start to sob for some reason. I don't know why. Both times I watched this, the original time with Um, Alex, and the second time to finalize the notes, I cried. Like, the first time I cried, like, really hard. Oh my god. And then the second time, the tears just came out. Oh god, no. Yeah. I don't know why. It really hit me. Anyway, there's like one last thing. Oh, um, <laughs> we see Chen Song looking disappointed in front of the hotel. And then that's it. Yeah. So, I'm trying to think about why I took that so hard. And I think it's because I always get really upset when both parties are still sad. Mm-hmm. It's like she nothing did, was resolved. Yeah, nothing was resolved, and just everyone's sad. And like clearly, Manuel cares about him. Clearly, Chan Song cares about her. Clearly, Manuel has gone through a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. I think it was just compounded, like me being really sad for Manuel and Yanwu, and like feeling betrayed by <laughs> Chung Myung. And then on top of it, realizing that like chan song still wants to see manuel even after that dream yeah and like is desperate to see her that he like runs to the hotel with his hair on his forehead we've never seen hair on forehead chan song before and then it's just empty and he looks so like devastated mm-hmm. so i just started crying twice and it was really weird because i <laughs> the first time i kind of started crying and then Alex looked at me, and he does a thing where when I'm starting to cry, he just, like, smiles, and then I cry more. And I just could not stop. It was oh so weird. I was, I took it really hard, guys. Jesus. <laughs> I feel like it was also maybe because I was simultaneously watching The Crown Clown, mm. which Gu Chan Song, the actor Yo Jung Gu, mm-hmm. who plays Gu Chan Song, is also the main actor in The Crown Clown. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe I've just been like very attached to his presence. Yeah. In both performances. And yeah, I don't know. It was a lot for me. <laughs> I'm not necessarily proud of it, but. It's okay. I mean, it happened. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are other people who cried, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Let me know if you cried. <laughs> can, you, can you feel better? Uh, yeah. So, what do we think? It's good. Yeah. I'm enjoying it a lot. We are halfway through the series. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling it ranks in relation to other dramas? High. High. Yeah, I'm feeling like this might be in my top five. Cool. Yeah, it's getting harder for me to like place these in places and mm-hmm. figure out what's above what. Now that we're getting more and, like, some of them are very different from others. That's true. Like, this is, like, the complete opposite of Romances and Police. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Search WWW. Yeah. Like, it's so fantastical and... I don't know, but... I like all the little side stories throughout of all the different ghosts they're dealing with. Yeah. Like evil spirits or sometimes just sad ghosts and things. Or mm-hmm. funny stories, yeah. too. 
Yeah, and I feel like the performances are all really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Yeah. I am excited to learn more about... So we've kind of gotten a bit of Young Jun's story with mm-hmm. him and his sister, but I'm really curious about Miss Choi and the bartender. Yeah, if anything might happen with them be resolved. Yeah, or like why they don't... Cause they we know c- how they died. Right? Uh, well, I don't think we do. I think we... We know when. We know when they when, died yeah. and why they want to stay at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't... We know that Miss Troy wants to stay at the hotel because she wants to see the last of her family die off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because she's so, like, bitter that mm-hmm. they killed her. But we don't know why they killed her and mm-hmm. we don't know how they killed her. Yeah. And we we only know that the bartender was, like, a scholar back in the Joseon mm-hmm. time and has been there for like 500 years, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I don't know if they've said how he died yet. Yeah, I don't think they have. I feel like he just said like something happened and he feels ashamed or something, but anyway. Yeah, I don't know. It's really good and I feel like it has a lot of heart and I am, okay, prediction time. Do you think Manuel actually stabbed Chang Myung. I don't know. I don't know what happened in that. I know because they like, cu- like mm-hmm. she's about to lunge forward and then Chan Song wakes up. I'm sure she attempted to. I don't know if anything happened, if he was able to stop her or what. Or if he just let it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to know. figure that out. Super interesting. I know. But also, I feel like he was definitely playing her the whole time. You do? Mm-hmm. Like, he he had been keeping a tabs on her clan mm-hmm. to eventually capture like he them? Saw, he saw her in, like, a potential... Mm-hmm. Like, he maybe wasn't attempting to in the very beginning, mm-hmm. but saw an opening, like, an opening into finding their group and mm-hmm. infiltrating it or whatever. Yeah. And took that. I don't know. Yeah. And maybe, like, in some parts, he started to like her. Mm-hmm. Like, like, hanging out with her, but ultimately he chose, like, his people and his position and everything over. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Like, it's not like he was, like, an evil mastermind, Mm -hmm. but it's not like he did a complete 180 Mm -hmm. after she told him, like, they couldn't be together. Yeah. It was just kind of, like, a thing, a backup plan, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I'm, like... Yeah, you don't have to fucking kill everyone just because she said that y'all couldn't be together. Mm-hmm. And, like, he knew that. Mm-hmm. He knew that the princess would have never let him, like... Leave. Leave, yeah, and go off. Yeah. Like, come on. And I've watched enough historical dramas lately <laughs> to know that the noble families, they get their way. So <laughs> they would have found him and... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just, I'm really curious to see what happens next because I think we're clearly seeing that maybe the like box of stuff that we originally thought was like a coffin or whatever Mm -hmm. was maybe filled with like the spirits of her clan Mm -hmm. and she feels responsible for having them killed. Mm -hmm. Seeking them with her. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how she gets from where she is now and like the princess's chambers or whatever mm-hmm. to the tree 
that stuff filled in. And at least, like, it makes sense now why she hates Rita so much. Yeah, And totally. why she was willing to kill her, like, when it first showed her, like, about to slit her throat or when she did do it, and you're like, mm-hmm. why, though? Like, mm-hmm. what's the reason? Yeah, like, it can't just be because like, she's jealous. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't seem right. I know. And it's, like, so rough, like, having to see, like... One, I guess, to have her, like, feel responsible because mm-hmm. of her feelings towards Chung Myung and, like, I'm also wondering if, like, the princess kind of knew about their mm-hmm. relationship, maybe. She, I'm sure she did. And, like, was just even that much more vengeful yeah. about it. Like, it wasn't just him, it was... Yeah. The princess was involved, too, because she, like, personally went up to Manuel and was like, you just got everybody killed. hmm So there must be some extra level. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Guys, so good. I just need to keep watching. I think we'll figure out the majority of their story in the next two. Yeah, because it'll be episodes nine and ten. Mm-hmm. Usually things are pretty much resolved by... Like twelve and thirteen. Mm-hmm. That way, or that way, like fifteen and sixteen, just kind of wrap it up. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Let us know what you your predictions are. Tweet us. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Anything else? I don't think so. Okay. However, looking at fashion, I also don't know if I have much fashion. Okay. Because I haven't been paying attention to fashion. All right. Well, we'll kick it to a quick fashion. Yes, God! Well, as always, Manuel looks great. Uh Uh-huh. I have noted a few of my favorites. There's no point in a fashion award. I know. This series because this is like the clearest winner like previously like we didn't have one last time because scarlet was our obvious pick Mm -hmm. but at least we said like well god young looks great in this Mm -hmm. and whatever her face yeah tommy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and ellie they look cute here but like literally all of fashion is just manual but i did give a shout out to hyung jung's look when they follow Mira, mm-hmm. I think he's wearing like just a sweatshirt, and yeah. it's just like nice seeing him in like normal guy Not clothes. Not Bill. Bill Hop. Yeah. Bell Hop is that what it is? Is it, I don't know what is there a difference between Bell Boy and Bell Hop? Mm-hmm. I'm not up on the hotel lingo. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, so I also love Manuel's hat while she's interrogating the CEO. Mm-hmm. Uh, she looks great with shorter hair too. Manuel's look. Yeah, I like how her hair always changes. I know. All those wigs. Uh-huh. And I really like her super long hair. I'm like, oh, I love her, like, wavy mermaid Yes, yes. That's what I like. Yeah. I'm like, do I keep I don't growing know my how, hair longer? I don't know how to get that look. I don't know how you get waves like that. I think you have a professional mm-hmm. hairstylist do your hair. Yeah. I know. Because it almost just looks like she had her hair in braids or something, mm-hmm. but it's, like, not frizzy at all. Yeah. It's just, like, super beautiful. Yeah. And I love her um, really long ponytails. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're super straight. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she also looked great with, uh, like, medium-length hair. Mm-hmm. So, 
She's a queen who can rock a lot of looks. I picture her being like, like in Sabrina in front of the mirror and just like, you, you, oh, yeah. this, I'm gonna have this here today. Yeah. Because her looks are just always so magical and pretty and amazing. Yeah. And her hair is always changing and her nails are always changing and it's just like... I know, even, like, from just one scene to another. Yeah, and it's like, did you have to change after he passed out? I know. Well, that was one of my things. Her, like, dress at the end Mm -hmm. with, like, one sleeve on, one sleeve off, and her earrings. She just looked so glamorous. Yeah. Just the epitome of glamour. Uh, I also liked her black beret and red shirt and black pencil skirt when they Mm -hmm. go to the house to see the fake spirit. So those were, like, my top three. But again, I also just kind of zone out mm-hmm. because unless it's like something that really catches my eye, yeah. I'm like, she just looks great. She there's just so much story, yeah, to listen to and, and all the ghosts to. and yeah. Mm-hmm. So good job, stylists on the show. Mm-hmm. Very well done. Yeah, totally. All right, I love you. I love you, moment. I love you. I love you. I will always love you. Your face um, from oh, the you know? cupboard. Yeah, yeah, you know, from the cupboard where she runs away from. Oh, that's a good moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have a very sweet, mm-hmm. kind of lovey relationship. Either that part or when they're in the hospital and he sees his sister uh-huh. and his sister's like calling his name. And I was like, oh my God. Like, does she see him? Yeah, I know. Like, because she's so old and she's so close to death and like her health is failing. Like, uh-huh. is she seeing him? Is she halfway there? Yeah. I, was like, I know. That's it. Okay. I was wondering when she's calling out like, Ora Boni or whatever. Uh-huh. And the guy's like, I'm here. Do you think. Okay. I have a theory. Uh-huh. Maybe. I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm feeling like maybe. Because. See, I don't know. I don't know if the ages line up. I guess no. I'm wondering if he's just saying that he's her older brother, so she like feels comforted, uh-huh. um, or if like, and they just happen to have the same name, or if Chan, not Chan Sung, if what's his face, Hyung Hyung Jung, adopted that personality, similar to the king, like he came to them with a fake uh-huh. ID, and he's actually not that person you know what I mean like he's he actually had a connection with the with that girl but he wasn't necessarily her older brother and he's he wasn't actually rich like if he was like part of the staff yeah or something Uh because like when they show the flashbacks like they never show him in like a fancy house or he's in his uniform also yeah and so that's why i was wondering like she's like oh you have the same name as him mm-hmm. that's why i'm wondering like maybe that little girl wasn't actually his little sister but yeah. like the little girl from the house where everybody yeah worked interesting and that's why she's the guy has who has the same name that's like actually that guy's name yeah and it's not but i mean people can have the same names like uh-huh. it's fine it's just I don't know. I just find it... I just found that part weird. Yeah. Well, I don't think he would be... That other guy would be her older brother. Yeah, because he was younger than her. Yeah. 
confusing. I don't know who her older brother would... I, I guess he... I don't know. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously she's blind, so that's why I was saying, well, maybe uh-huh. that guy was just saying, like, I'm here, yeah. and he was holding her hand. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But, but, but then the other ghosts say, like, oh, yeah, his sister's not doing well. Uh-huh. But again, they wouldn't know yeah, if, if he, he told, told them, them the lie. Just like the... The king. Yeah. Nobody knew. Not even Manuel knew. <laughs> Except for a chance. Yeah. <laughs> One time he was right. Um, yeah. Okay. That's a good moment. Um, I... My I love you moments were... I just love Chansong and Manuel together. Mm-hmm. I like when Chansong said that they should do things together. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like how they tease each other about the yacht stuff. <laughs> like I like how they give each other a hard time. Yeah. And like I said, that end it killed me mm-hmm. twice. Obviously. I I just really want to see how they find each other again. Mm-hmm. My prediction is that I feel like Hyunjoon will. I feel like Hyunjung and Yuna will bring everybody back mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. because, like, obviously Yuna is still in the real world, even though mm-hmm. she's like half ghost or whatever. So yeah. she still has to deal with stuff, and so maybe her relationship with Hyunjung will kind of yeah, like maybe Chansung will find Yuna and then Yuna she'll lead the way. Yeah, we'll see. Or maybe, like, Manuel just fucking loses it and the other ghosts need Chansong. I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited, guys. So good. Hmm. This isn't, like, Descendants of the Sun level cliffhangers, <laughs> but it's close. I feel like Descendants of the Sun had, like, the most wild cliffhangers. Yeah. Pretty intense. Mm-hmm. But this is, this is good. Alrighty. Do we have anything else? I didn't think so. Uh, we had a we had notes for other drama corner, but mm-hmm. this episode's kind of long, so maybe we can save it <laughs> for next time. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll tease it for next time. Listen if you want to hear our Korean music yes. recommendations. But I will just say, Yojin Gu is amazing in The Crown Clown. He's obviously amazing in this drama. Check him out. <laughs> He's great. Follow him on Twitter. I don't know. I don't know what his social media presence is like, but he was in a great... He was in three great dramas of 2019, apparently. I haven't seen the third one, but what a what a talented young man. Let him go. Yeah. Good for him. All right. So, if you've made it this far, (laughs) thank you. Why don't you rate us on (laughs) iTunes if you're listening on an Apple device? And follow us on the things yeah. that people follow people on. Open open that uh, show notes uh-huh. little box. All the links are there. You're yeah. very pretty. And use your uh, social media of choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think everyone's quitting Facebook now. Mostly, yeah. Right? So we're on there, but if you're not, we're also on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. OK Drama Pod and OK Drama Podcast. I tweet about Yo Jingu. <laughs> And BTS, and EXO, and Hotel de Luna, and any other drama that catches she does, my eye. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... You can email us, too. Any oh, yeah. questions, or um, thoughts, or predictions. Or, or corrections. Corrections. <laughs> if we're pronouncing stuff wrong. Yeah. Let us know. I'm learning Korean, but, you know, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm still a student. And I'm not learning Korean. No. So I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so rate, 
review, follow us, subscribe. Do the things. Do the things. And we will talk to y'all next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay.